0: what's up what's up y'all this is dave and this is devren and you're listening to the dave and dev podcast dave and dev Gotta keep it real like Dave and Dev On my job like Dave and Dev Tell no lie like Dave and Dev Some days I wanna stay in bed But I get ready for the day ahead I wanna complain but I pray instead Then I'm on my way to that Dave and Dev And it go like I don't need a crew Don't play by he say she say rules Complain, no we can't do I'd rather have faith while G-O-D make moves No so please stay cool all, all I do is speak the truth on things I see they do I'ma send myself No lie, I need grace too We live like EKU Yeah Hey, what's up, y'all? What's up, Devon? Yo,
1: what's going on, Dave?
0: Hey, not a whole lot, man. Super excited to tell everybody uh, we had the opportunity to record with the mix from the Eastern Progress. As most of you guys know, Devon and I met at EKU. Both of us graduated from there. And we had the opportunity to be featured on their Interethnic Partnerships uh, podcast series. It was excellent. So it's on their page, but it's also going to be on ours. But before we kick it over into that, Devon, what have we been cooking up for the people? Yo.
1: Okay. Can I get a little drum roll, please? If you're at home, you can just make your own. Drum <laughs> exactly. We don't got the features for that yet. But what we do have is some merch on coming on the way. But look, we got bow, 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 bow. See, I know. See, look exclusive Dave and Dave merchandise. So, people, listeners, if you are listening to this, we're going to have a special promo code uh for 20% off on our social media page. Uh are look out for it. Yes, only for 2 weeks only, so you got to get it you got to get on that real quick. Um the merchandise is really dope. Um uh, Dave Dave and I love it. We got to design it and all your all the money that you guys are are doing it doesn't, it's not just going to waste. You're not just making our pockets fat. You, you're adding on to the ministry of this podcast, and uh, we can actually probably buy real sound effects instead of day sound
0: effects. <laughs> and what we're really looking forward to is the fact that some of these proceeds can go to some organizations and some people that we've partnered with in the past, and we are so looking forward to bringing you guys some new folks uh, as we go into 2021. But get on the code, Get on the merch, send us pictures. We cannot wait. Yes.
1: And we look, you know what? Send us, send us the pictures, and you may be featured on our story. And we may you know what? I may I may shout you out myself. I'm I'm be so happy for you. But listen, help us help other ministries out. Facts. All right. So go on go on our site, find out all the, the promo code, buy up all the gear. What's better for Christmas than a new dave and dev merchandise
0: facts all right y'all enjoy this podcast with the mix
2: welcome to the mix a conversation about intersectionality of race religion ethnicity gender and all other things in our region I'm Jenny Whitehouse, a multimedia journalism professor at Eastern.
3: Hi, everybody. My name is Ashley Offed. I serve as EK's interim director for the Office of Multicultural Student Affairs, and we are continuing our series of conversations about interethnic relationships. Today, we're talking with the host of the successful Dave and Deb podcast, a sports program with the biblical worldview. Deborah Muff played forward at the Colonels for the Colonels basketball team and earned both his bachelor's and his master's from Eastern Kentucky University. He now works for the Kentucky Council on Post-Secondary Education. Uh, Dave Carroll earned his bachelor's in Spanish and EKU and is now a sales manager for AT&T. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you guys became podcast partners. All
1: right. So Dave and I became friends while we were at EKU. Um, if you asked me the year, I probably wouldn't remember it, Dave would. Uh, let's say circa 2011. And um, as we were friends, we started, we started to go to the same church. Um, it's called Center Point in Richmond. It's not it's no longer there anymore. Uh, but while we were there, we used to hang out, spend a lot of time together. I got to know his wife. Um, this is pre-kids, so I got to spend a ton of time over there. And we used to talk to the wee hours in the morning about all these different conversations and whatnot. And then the idea just hit us like, "Hey, we should record these and have a podcast. And if no one else listens to them, we'll go back and we'll listen to our conversations because we think they're kind of...
3: Dave? So, yeah, Dave.
0: Yeah, I mean he's spot on. I'll never forget, you know, sitting on our couch, at my old house in Richmond, and uh, my wife would whip up some, you know, delicious treat, and we'd sit there and talk and. Uh, you know, it be kind of it kind of became this thing where we were sitting there and we would talk and we would sometimes disagree, but it was the first time in my life uh, that I had, was able to have adult conversations um, that were, hey, I don't know that I necessarily agree with that, or wow, I just totally learned something that I never thought of before, um, and you know, at the end of the day, it was just like this is. Like this is too good not to share, like Devren said, even if it's just with one or two other people or a hundred people, uh, so let's, let's do it. And so that's kind of where it came from. And uh, over the course of the last year, especially, uh, where we've had an opportunity to really record a lot um, and gain a lot of uh, different perspectives that we brought into the podcast uh, has really been a game changer for us. So yes, yeah, it's, it's been fun.
2: Dave, you and Dev had some different experiences growing up. Talk to us a little bit about your background.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, um, much like Devon, uh, in the sense, we, we both kind of came from unique, diverse areas. Devon coming from the Cleveland area. I'm from Northern Kentucky, Cincinnati area. Uh, I went to a school that was pretty low income to middle income uh, students. So we had a lot of diversity there. Um, the majority of my best friends were, were black. Um, and so I was this white kid that was kind of like figuring out a little bit about myself and, under, and uncovering more and more about the fact that um, deep down, this, this, there was half of me that was, that's Puerto Rican that was just not really, um, I was unaware of what that looked like. And so as I got a little bit older, got into my teenage years, I started you know kind of wanting to learn more about that. And uh, my dad, who lives in South Florida, um, I went down there when I was like 16, 17 and spent a couple of weeks and uh, I just really learned that I, I was different and it was okay to be different and I could come back to Kentucky and be myself and be that that version of myself that I didn't really know was there and kind of let that blossom and it was okay that uh, I looked white, it didn't matter that I couldn't speak Spanish. It was the fact that it, it was in my blood and it was something that I wanted to explore and, um, you know, I, I grew up going to church. I didn't become a Christian until I was in, uh, right after college, right when I was in college. Um, but kind of being in that space, you know, I thought I had to just be this certain type of person. And I, I learned as I've gotten older that like God created our individuality um, and, and and he brought ethnicity about for the, the purpose that we can serve him in different times and different uh, dialects and different things like that. So uh, that, that's a little bit about my background and growing up. I'll, I'll pass it over to Devon.
1: You can see how Dave makes me sound a lot better on the podcast already. Uh, but um, I'm from the Cleveland, Ohio area. Um, I grew up in an area with a lot of diverse culture. So I really don't like the, the phrase like a melting pot culture. I like it because like melting pot, like something start to lose its essence, but if it's like a salad bowl where you still the things are still the same, Like, but they're just all still wrapped up in the same area. That's kind of what it was. Like, so Cleveland has areas where like Italian people are very much still Italian, and they're not they're not bent into other to other cultures. And you go like the Hispanic cultures, like Puerto Ricans, and and all the different types of cultures are still very much themselves. But we're just all living in the same area. So that's kind of area that I grew up in. Uh, When I came down to Kentucky, Richmond, Kentucky, it was a culture shock because like. You know, you growing up in an area where you ask people like, you know, hey, like, what are you like? Where are you from? Like, people would say, well, I'm Italian or something, Some, you know. And then when I came back in Kentucky, most of uh, most people identified more with their geographic region. Like, well, I'm from Louisville. I'm from Appalachia or something. And so it was, it was just a little bit different. And so that was um, that was something I, I learned when I came down here. Um, but like I said, I think that's why I, like having conversations with Dave has kind of been kind of cool because we're, we're both like, I understood, I had a strong foundation when I came down to Kentucky, like who I was because of the parents that raised me. And then uh, I kind of had to like reimagine what that, like had to rely on that strength when I came down to Kentucky. Whereas Dave was going through his whole process and we were just both friends kind of going through this journey together and we could have conversations about all different kinds of perspectives.
3: So, what has changed in your relationship over time? And just to provide some foundation to that question, um, Dave, you mentioned um, coming from a blended um, ethnic background with uh, Puerto Rican and white, and then Debra you mentioned, you know, coming from an African American, a black household. Household. Um. So, how has that has it changed your relationship over time? Has it been more heightened considering our current climate? How's your relationship
1: changed? Yeah. It it uh, I would say it's been like a learning process for both of us because like when the first like Mike Brown happened, um, that was the first vivid one I was in college and I'm like oh my goodness what am I supposed to do because I'm by myself like when tragedies would happen I would be at home but this is the one where I'm by myself in a different state and I don't have my foundation of my parents and so trying to like you know realize what's going on and and feel my way through this um and dave coming from like dave's not you know newsflash dave's not black so dave he would ask me like man how are you feeling in this moment it's kind of hard to describe how you feel in the moment like i don't know who this person is but i'm really really upset and having conversations about that um and just kind of going through, um, learning more about each other, like how to to like have empathy towards different situations. Like Dave has put me on to a lot of different struggles that are going on uh, socially with, um, with people at the border. And so we would have conversations about that. That was something I was completely unaware of, but you know, Dave has a heart for, uh, for for those issues down there, and he also, but you know, Dave also is a big time learner. I'm sorry, Dave, I'm speaking, I'm speaking all for you, man. But uh, he he, just wants to learn about what's going on and how to feel and how to think and process these different situations. So Dave, feel free to add on to that.
0: Uh, those situations, specifically with um, with like Mike Brown and Trayvon Martin. And I remember when they happened, and for me, it was like, oh my gosh, I'm so, I'm frustrated, I'm mad, I'm angry, I want to know how to rightly respond, and like, you know, from the flesh, sinfully, very much my response was, let me go bash whoever (laughs) is against this, let me go, you know, be super angry, super mad, and what Devron was able to do was show me perspective, like, this is not new, this is not... These are not isolated incidents. These aren't things that, you know, just happen. They're daily occurrences. And so seeing that, hearing that perspective, understanding that, like, it's okay for me to be mad. It's okay for me to fight for, you know, these situations, whatever they might be, but that there's there's an importance to uncovering the people that deal with them every day because, again, of my light skin i don't have to face those issues and even though i can feel empathy for them it doesn't necessarily mean that my responses were always correctly guided and so to answer your question it 100 percent changed our relationship because we were able to come to the table together and i was able to say man i here's the way i feel about this situation i'm hurting for you for people that look like you for my brothers and sisters but i don't really know how to respond and i don't really know how to navigate you know what i should do in these spaces then you know over time obviously different situations have called for different responses um but being able to have those conversations, being able to uncover more about the the experiences of of Devon and a lot of people that look like him, um, because as we always say, like nobody, no real people group is a monolith, right? So even Devon's experiences aren't the experiences of all black people, but, when he's telling me, and then he has a friend who's telling me the same thing and and I'm meeting people from California and Georgia and New York, and they're telling me the same thing, I'm starting to hear that these shared experiences, again, they're not just singular experiences, they happen all the time and all over the place. And so anyway, just having that kind of thought process and that perspective helped me uncover more about how I should respond and about how I can feel and, and, and navigate these different situations and circumstances
1: yeah so I think to, I mean to sum it up like our, our relationship changed and it got deeper like it's kind of unfortunate but it's, it's due to tragedy like we got closer because of because of incidents that were happening in society and I, I like Dave was the guy I can go and talk to about different issues and Dave could process what he's thinking with, with me we could just our friendship kind of just it, it just it went up and we just bonded off of that kind
2: of stuff dev can you talk a little bit more about the things that you told dave i mean dave talks a lot about that he felt anger and didn't know what to do with it what advice did you give him on how to be a good ally
1: man yeah that's a good question so there's there's a lot there because like so our faith tells us to be angry but do not sin and that's in like if, you, if you're from the outside looking in, you're like, how does a person do that? Like, that's got to be, like, impossible. Um, so what we can do is, like, I'm first called to, to see that person as, like, whoever, like, was the offender is just as bad as I am. And that, like, and that, could, be, that could be me on any, on any day in those situation. So, like, how do I love somebody who has completely opposing views as me? Um, so that's kind of like where we started our conversations at, like, they've, that you got to understand just because this person thinks this way politically does not mean that they're some radical that that wants to, to hurt people who are black and brown. Um, and so, like, I'm, that's the first step there is, like, you got to, you have to love your neighbor, <laughs> even if they think differently than you. And then after that, we kind of built, we built on that. It's like, all right, but. If I'm truly gonna love my neighbor, I have to tell them the truth. And so, tell how do you tell the truth to other people outside and make people aware that there's different issues? So, I would tell Dave just my experiences that were that were just happening. It's just being honest and like, and if Dave is my friend, which he is, um, he's gonna allow me to be truthful with him, and it may hurt his feelings, but he may, but he has to understand that. Just because it hurts his feelings doesn't mean that I'm trying to hurt him. And so once he, you know, and Dave, he he understands that and he he presses forward with that. I mean, and it, we just it's like rinse and repeat. And so it's how do we how do we love other people who are who are differently than us, who are different than us, who may think different than us, who may have different lifestyles than us? Like love them. This that's the baseline. How can I be upset but still care for my for other people around? Like I need to be truthful with these people, and, and I, I need to stand in, and I need to speak, speak up when that when that moment comes. So that's that's kind of how we started in in both kind of conversations.
3: and I really like how you um, mentioned that intersectionality piece. We didn't name it by the term intersectionality, but the common ground that you all have in the sense of, Debra and you identify as black so we have the conversations of black indigenous and people of color and maybe there are some resources that people of color benefit from that black people and indigenous people do not and you guys were able to come together and say devran as a black man dave as a white and puerto rican man we have these things that are unfortunately bringing us together and the ideas of trauma but what can we learn from each other and then you took the things that you guys enjoyed together of sports and christianity and pulled those things together and created the framework of this podcast
1: yeah and that's the crazy part like our podcast is really supposed to be a sport news podcast and, and like with like we mixed in comedy with it you know whatnot but um a lot of stuff like sports and society intersect so much we find ourselves talking about what's going on in the news because uh, because there's you know inevitably there's something happening where athletes getting involved and being more active um, with society. And so we can talk about that on the podcast, but honestly, like Dave and I we just we just have these open and honest conversations about all different sorts of things. But like you mentioned intersectionality, which is kind of, which is cool because this is something that Dave and I fight against with a lot of people uh, who say like, this is wrong, this is wrong it's like. No, it's not. It's just life. And the one thing, like our common ground, like Dave and I's common ground is, is our faith. And what we do is we, we build from there. We understand our differences, but we, all, we also have that we can come back to that common ground. And so, and it may not be faith for everybody, but like that's like the paradigm that we're looking at, at the world through and how we can, how we, you know, navigate and deal with other situations.
2: Now, you all interviewed Joseph Dix recently on your podcast, and he said people call him un-American and question his faith when he, he calls them out about r- racism. Talk a little bit about how people react to you when you do call them out.
1: Uh, Dave, Dave's social media is on fire right now, so he's probably the best person to
0: answer this question. Talk to us, Dave. So... You know what's so interesting, and, and let me let me scale back to the point that Deveron was making in the sense that, like, if we come at everything for for the two of us, um, in the sense that we're our aim is to love God and love other people, um, and be an example for other people, then we have to come in, in, in into those spaces and say, okay, so even though you and I might have a completely um, opposite viewpoint on this like as a, especially to fellow believers, but as a person, you should want to hear me out because I'm going to hear you out even if I completely disagree with you. And so, you know, I think what's so important is that when we come into those spaces and JD made some great points, if you have not heard that podcast is one, I would highly recommend listening to Off Top. But what's when we are in the spaces, and, and I told you guys I, my entire childhood, I wanted to fit in, but I had to learn that we can't fit in and do good things, right? Like all the time, right? Like we can't always fit in and do good things. I, I was thinking about um, uh, John Lewis, that, you know, do some, what does he say? He said, good get, trouble. Get into good trouble. And so I think about that all the time how do I get myself into some good trouble that makes people think and makes people say, okay, let me question this, right? And so I'll give an example. So four years ago, we'll we'll rewind the clock here, whenever the 2016 presidential election was going on, uh, it was just before Devon and I started podcasting, but it was right when I was like, oh, cool, well, I'll come in here and be a disruptor, right? So as a a white man in an evangelical space, I was willing to say, like, look, I just see things with this, this new president that, like, I have, I have some disagreements with, and I was able to say, like, look, like, I just disagree here, and 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 people that were on the the right end of the spectrum, the not the correct, but the right end of the spectrum, uh, they were saying, oh, so you're liberal. But then when you talk about things that, you know, people uh, on the left end of the spectrum, oh, so you're super conservative. Like, no, like I just find myself in this middle ground and I'm willing to call out anything lovingly and say, I just disagree with that. Just like, you know, four days ago, five days ago, when they announced, you know, Joe Biden as the new president, the first thing I do, yo, I don't, I don't care who's in that, in the white house, I'm gonna hold them accountable, period. I'm gonna say, look, like, you said you were gonna do this for the people, do it. Or you did this, like, you shouldn't have done that. Like, I'm gonna call you out for that too. And so being in that middle ground, we're always gonna be questioned, but it's okay to be questioned as long as you handle it with that kind of grace and that kind of like, my goal is human flourishing, right? I want the people around me, I don't care what you look like, I don't care what your background is, I want you to flourish and have basic needs, which I don't think is some crazy socialist idea for you to have, you know, the basic needs in which we all require. Right. Uh, But at the same time, I want to protect life from the second somebody's conceived to the second they they leave the earth. My goal is to help protect that life. And so anyway, when we're in that that kind of perpendicular, that intersectionality of politics, of race, religion, sports, wherever you are, you name it. We're gonna find opposition. And the importance is, is like Devren said, being able to lovingly and truthfully say, I care about you and I'm gonna disagree with you and let me tell you why. And so I, at the beginning, I mentioned 2016. There are people that four years later, right now, today, that will message me or hit me up and say, I am so thankful that you disagreed with me four years ago because you helped change my thought process. And my goal is not for for Dave to be recognized for changing people's thought processes. I just want people to think for themselves and know that just because they're red or blue doesn't mean that they can't be a little purple, right? That they don't, that, that doesn't mean that they can't, be in some sort of a middle ground and disagree with people that look like them or are in their circles, right? Those echo chambers can be really dangerous when you're not willing to listen to other voices outside of them. And so, you know, that that's where I feel as though those intersectionalities where people feel some type of way about the way you think can be really um, helpful in the midst of them feeling kind of frustrating and upsetting. Yeah.
3: So I wanted to mention during this conversation, just just for the listeners. So during the conversation, you have used um, verbiage interchangeably when it's connected to your ethnicity, Dave. So you've mentioned Puerto Rican and then you've also said as a white man. So was there a point where you had to engage in discussion with people and say, okay, I understand that because of my lighter complexion that you may assume that I'm a white man and only a white man, but this is my background did you have to have that conversation with people and say i don't know if you knew this or not but you're talking to a puerto rican man so
0: absolutely absolutely it happens quite frequently uh you know devon and i have had these conversations in the past where um you know i've told him that you know there's people in my family that will say things about in my in my white family that will say things about latinos and i'm just like like hello like Like, I don't know if y'all remember, but we're related and I'm Puerto Rican. And when you say things like that, those people that you you gotta realize that again, Latinos are not a monolith. Not that they all don't even think the same. They also don't all look the same either. You know, I have a sister that is as white as the wall, that's the, you know, light in behind me. And then I have another sister that you see her on a given day in the middle of the summer and she is dark, she looks African-American, right? Like, it's one of those things that you can't, you can't put us in a box. And you have to realize that even though when you see the pictures of what's going on at the border, you think, oh, those are just, you know, Mexicans. No, those are people from all of South America. And you know, back in the day it was, uh, you know, the the Caribbean people coming to to Florida and New York. And um, so you have to understand that when you're talking about these issues, that the person in front of you, although they may not look like the person that's on the Fox News article, that's that's shouting out these bad things, that doesn't mean that's not a part of their heritage, and that doesn't mean that even though you feel that way, that you may not offend or hurt somebody's feelings when you're having those types of. Uh, I wouldn't call them a discussion when you are <laughs> shooting through those points and saying that this is what I this is what I think, and so I know it's true. Uh, so that's why it's so important to to know your audience, to know those, those um, you know, backgrounds that people have, you know, ethnically and racially and geographically, demographically, you know, all those things are really important.
1: Yeah. I think there's a, there's, a, uh, there's a saying that I like to repeat often is, I am human, nothing human can be alien to me. And so just knowing that at the end of the day, you're, you're all human. And so the experience is that someone is going that at the border, that could be you the experiences that someone is going through in the streets of baltimore that could be you or even in or even in richmond kentucky that could be you and so like to to like isolate ourselves and say well that person is just different and that's never going to happen to me like i think one it's kind of like you're in a privileged position that you could say that that's never going to be me first of all so I mean, but second, I think you're robbing yourself of experiences to know like the beauty of diversity of cultures around the globe and even in even in our own neighborhood.
2: You all have talked a lot about how you manage differences with others. How do you manage differences between the two of you?
1: So that's a good question. Um, so I would say that like there, there's straight line issues that Dave and I we have we have to like just according to our faith we have to agree on, and then there's jagged edge issues where we don't have to we don't have to agree on. We can just agree to disagree, and that and that'll be okay. And I can still see Dave as like, okay, he doesn't agree with me about uh, healthcare reform. Okay, that's fine. We can just move on. Like that's not gonna at the end of the day that that doesn't ruin the way how I think about Dave. Um, but if there's issues about like, like, like I mentioned before, our, our faith is our, is foundational. So if there's issue about our faith, well, yeah, let's try to work that out and get another person in here to try to work that out. If, if there's a disagreement between us, us two, let's just try to bring another person in and see what they think about the issue and kind of solve the disagreement. But uh, most times we can work things out ourselves, but, um, like a lot of the, a lot of the things that happen that, that are like, I think. We get too caught up in like, I just said jagged edge issues, the issues that like really aren't that important, but we make a huge deal out of them. And like in two weeks, there's going to be something else in the news. that's going to make you get passionate about something else. Like if you, if you're not still passionate about that same issue two weeks later, it probably was a jagged edge issue. and probably wasn't that important in the first place. Um, and just, it takes like a little, a level of maturity. and just, you just have to know like, I know like Dave has given me the freedom and I've given Dave the freedom to speak into my life and say things that it may hurt when he says them, but I know they're coming from a place of love. And I can trust that Dave's going to say it in a, in a loving way and not just say, oh man, he's canceled because I don't think, I don't think canceling anyone does any, anyone any good
0: yeah for sure and i'll, I'll add to devon and i don't have too terribly many disagreements as well uh probably the biggest area of frustration i have is devon doesn't like to text back so uh, <laughs> i give him a little grace for that come <laughs> on you know <laughs>
1: i am terrible at texting i'm so sorry for anyone who has texted me there's like 30 text messages in my phone right now that i have not answered
2: I I, I can speak to not getting emails back sometimes, too. So that's all right. We love you in other ways. We love you in other ways. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. You are both awesome. We've been talking to Devin Muff and David Carroll, host of the Dave and Dev podcast. You can hear them on Apple podcast and you can hear us on Apple podcast, too, under Eastern Progress, The Mix.